reminds me of the story. Hello, hello, hello there. What's good, y'all? You are now tuning into the Jungle Rose Podcast with the dynamic aunt and niece duo, Jay Simone and Marley. What is Jungle Rose? Jungle Rose is a therapeutic lifestyle podcast created to assist Black women navigate, survive, and thrive through their everyday jungle. A jungle can be any hardship, difficult situation, setback, shit. It's anything or anyone that tries to hold you back. Exactly. Here we will use this platform to discuss the failures, the successes, and every damn thing in between. Ready, Jay? Let's go. So tell the people how you know us. What's the relationship? And it's Jay, Simone, and Molly. <laughs> so thank you for having me on. Thank you. We appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you. Jay, Simone, and Marley. Jay, Simone is my sister. Marley is my niece. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm the oldest. <laughs> the oldest out of four siblings. And um, I'm Tasha. I have two children, both in college. One's about to graduate this year, December. Yes. My son Woo-hoo. comes out next year with a master's. I'm super excited. Wow. They both decided to go the education route, like their aunt. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so that's a little bit about me. I mean, I work in, um, in the Department of Radiation Oncology, super hard department, but I deal with it. And that's me. Yes. Thank you for sharing. That's cool. So give us some insight about, uh, you know, some of your jungles and and some of the decisions that you had to make in terms of trying to be that person to make sure the next generation, meaning your children, were able to get to the point that at where they are right now in terms of, you know, on their way to successfully not just go through college for the sake of going through it, but successfully making their way through the university level of education, which is is a rarity, you know, especially in education, two new black educators coming out, especially a male. Um, what were some of the things like, how was that journey for you when it came to making that decision? Because it seems like it was much easier for them. Yes, it was actually, I'm hoping that it was easier for them. I'm going to say my story was, of course, my parents were like, you need to go to college, you need to try it. So when I graduated from high school, I went to Norfolk State University. I was there for a semester, one semester. I had a boyfriend and I was coming home every single weekend. And then I just decided I'm not going back anymore. My parents did not know. I took the train home and I left all my stuff there. I didn't take anything but the clothes on my back and whatever I can fit in a book bag. I came home so happy to be with my boyfriend. And maybe six months later, he went to jail. Wow. For 10 years. 10 years. That's a lot of time. Did you stick with him? Heck no. We don't play that. No shade. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a couple of letters and then I moved on. <laughs> I did not say. I did not say. But it, it was definitely a hard lesson. So from then, I, um, you know, I worked little a couple of jobs and then I actually got pregnant with my daughter. And then my son, actually, they're only 19 months apart. And, um, you know, I when you I had a vision for my kids. 
to go to college. I wanted them to have, you know, higher education. And I wanted them to have a career instead of a job because that's all I had. So as they got older, I was like, hmm, how can I tell my kids to go to college when I, per se, don't have, you know, a degree myself? So I ended, I decided to go back to school. I went to Albertus and it was super hard because it was just me. And thank God for family because they honestly got me through it because there would be no way. I mean, my dad would pick my kids up from after school program and he would bring them with him to church. They would sit in the back of the church while he was preaching or Bible study and do homework. I mean, my sister would pick them up. It was, it was, it was absolutely a lot, but it was something that I had in my heart that I cannot tell my kids to go to college if I didn't have a degree. And I know that there are people out there who do it. It was just not something that I wanted to do in my household. So I went and I ended up graduating in 2013. I think my daughter was a freshman. And seeing that they were old enough to see me walk across that stage, it was the greatest feeling ever. It, it was it was awesome. It was really, really awesome. So that's what I did. And it was. And of course, we were proud of you. We were super proud of you. Yes, my whole family. You guys, I don't know, like, you guys even know this. Like, I was so happy. I cried so much. It was hard. It was so hard having younger kids. Yeah, but I remember just, like, bringing them to Chuck E. Cheese just so I can, you know, still have that parent time with them and let them enjoy their stuff. And mind you, I wasn't getting any study studying done at Chuck E. Cheese. It was super loud in here, but... It was something that I had to do and I would never, I wouldn't even change my story at all because it made me who the person I am, who the woman that I am today. It was, it was great. It was hard, but it was great. I sacrificed a lot and it was worth it. So what, what would you tell somebody who is a mother who is possibly thinking about going back to school or maybe doing it at the moment? What would you tell them? I would tell them to keep pushing, keep striving, and just have a team, you know, try to have a team where there's, you know, people can help you. It's not always family. You know, people have friends that help too, but just keep striving. It's it's super hard, but you, you are definitely able to do it. And if you have your mind to it, anything you put your mind to, you can do it. So just keep pushing and continue and get that degree. If it's something that you really want, you will get it. God will make sure you get it. Perfect. Well, we thank you for having the courage to uh, tell your story to the world, basically. Uh, I'm sure it's going to touch somebody. It touched us. Yes. Gave me the chills. Um, We're still proud of you. We continue to be proud of you. I know you're back in school now. Uh, Although your children are young adults. We're not going to say independent. (laughs) You did your thing. It's up to you. Um, And you should be proud of yourself. I am. This master's program is, <laughs> but I'll get through it. I need to do some homework right now. But we won't keep you from your homework. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, be well. We love you. Always. We love you. Love you too. Thank you for having me on. So I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. When I was listening, like after listening to uh, Tasha, I'm not going to lie. Like mm-hmm. shout out to Tasha for having the courage to, tell her story, you know, and 
and she did it in such an eloquent, eloquent way. Like she did eloquent it. way. She, she did, really did. She, she went deep, but she didn't go too deep. She understands how balance is. <laughs> Listen, you know, but but she gave us enough to feed off. Like I was flabbergasted. I was like, you know, me being her sister. You know, we're not. You think you know? I thought I knew her story. I saw the glory, <laughs> but I didn't know the story. I was like. Wow. Like I was like mouth agape. I was like, yo. Yeah. And I think you do know the story, but it's like those details that really matter. We don't share. So like when you hear no, it, we hold on to and we keep them in our head. Those little those little jungles, you know, we keep them in our head. And I think I talked to you about the importance of not always taking on everything on your own, yeah. but sharing it sharing. with people who care about you. Because your jungles aren't meant to be fought alone. God puts people in your life in order for you to be able to fight those jungles with your team. He's you strategically. Strategically. It's chess, not checkers, okay? It's chess. <laughs> for real. It's whole chess, and I'm not the best chess Listen, player. You heard? <laughs> he strategically does it. But I, I was really like, literally, I, I, I had to catch my breath after hearing her story. I was like... I didn't know, like you, I was watching her. I knew what she was doing and I know the reasoning mm -hmm. behind it, but I could not, I could not, I guess I wasn't inside of her mind to truly see and hear and feel those struggles. And I was sympathizing with her as a, as a single mom and helping her out right. as much as I could. But I guess I wasn't empathizing with her in a sense that I wasn't truly feeling what she was feeling but she hiding did a good it. job of hiding it and it, it might not have just been hiding maybe she felt like she was strong enough to do it with minimal help my admiration for her <laughs> just skyrocketed because I'm just like yo yes. yo our young girls need to know although we've sometimes been devalued undervalued past shadowed <laughs> we are some soldiers bold courageous resilient dedicated dedicated my goodness these are the heroes that live right next Listen. door to us oh my god if they use these skills they could Listen. build an empire selfless <laughs> selfless Selfless for this mother to build structures, put supports in place mm -hmm. and model the values that were instilled in her. You better go to college. She went even further than what was told to her. She modeled that. It wasn't do what I say. Look, she <laughs> did it. She you did know what it. I'm saying. <laughs> she, she took it a step. For, she doesn't even know how powerful her story is. This is what sad, makes me sad because I think black women don't even know story. the strength of their own story. They've been devalued so much that they can't even It feels like it's something regular. The power. It's, it's regular. It's, it's the day-to-day. -day. It's like nothing out of the norm for us. But really, it's something spectacular. The sacrifice. The sacrifice to do whatever it takes in order for her children to be better than her. 
she says she doesn't want her kids to have a job. She a wants career. them to have a career. Yeah. Some people don't know the difference. Listen, and there is a difference. <laughs> there is a there huge is a difference. difference. And I, oh my gosh, one piece. I, uh, I don't know. Go ahead, one babe. piece that she talked upon that I can relate to, and I'm not even a parent, is when she said she made time for her kids, even though she had to study. She took them to Chuck E. Cheese and still tried to get some study in it, even when she knew that that place was loud, kids running everywhere, balls flying. Distraction. Balls flying. And let's not forget the good old smell of feet in there. Oh, you know, yes, wasn't getting in the balls. <laughs> you know, I stopped going to the parties. I checked. They knew not to invite Jay because I wasn't. I'm, I'm not big on germs. It gets a little tricky Listen, for me. <laughs> back in the day, the Chuck E. Cheese pizza was good, but <laughs> I think the jury's still out on that one. <laughs> but but I it's late. Just, I don't know. Tell. How, I feel like I feel like you, although. I think the pay, the path has been paved a little bit different for you, but God, you were always humble. You knew to be humble, right. but I think God humbled you even more through some experiences later on. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Because when I was an undergrad, I ha- I didn't have to sacrifice much. It was the people around me sacrificing my aunt working overtime. My mother sending me money when she could have been doing who knows what with her money. While I'm out in Miami, Fountain Blue, on the beach studying, having fun, um, CIAA, doing stuff that college students do. I didn't have to worry about where my, my tuition was going to be paid or any of that because I felt like they wanted me to have the experiences that they didn't have. Have those college experiences, have those fun times with your girlfriends that they didn't get to have. So they didn't mind sacrificing in that sense so that I could see a different perspective so I could travel the world um, so I could be on the beach while I'm supposed to be studying. But as things mm-hmm. must have been it, nice it was, and that was back in the day where Airtran, you know Airtran, they had those uh standby tickets yes girl you know i was out we was out me and my girls hey y'all we was out so i say that to say like somebody had to sacrifice for me but later on just recently, two years ago, you know, my nephew came into the picture and I had to make some sacrifices. I was in the middle of my doctoral program when a executive decision had to be made. Like, what you gonna do? What, what you, you gonna, gonna do? do? And so I decided to step up. But also my mother made another sacrifice at that time, too, because I was struggling with my finances in school and... um she decided to move halfway across the country. Yes, my sister did, honey. Packed up, moved mm-hmm. across the country to ensure that I finished my degree. And we took on uh, the responsibility of raising my nephew. And so I know what it's like to have a, a child waiting until they go to bed to put things aside and then pick it back up when it's time. Or waking up extra early in the morning and run out the door to get them to school, might forget something in the house. You got to take them out the car. Uh-huh. Time consuming. I never imagined. It's time consuming when you have, when you're investing right. in the next generation, when you're investing in that child, because we do have people 
who do not put in the work. Now, right. let's be clear. And sometimes we all get or sometimes people get lumped into a category thinking that all of us don't want our children to have that access mm-hmm. to what they need to do later on in life so that they can be successful. Some people think that everybody thinks like that, but some mothers sacrifice and put structures in place and instill values in their young scholars so that they can be successful and surpass the status quo. You heard? I heard. And like Tasha said, it's so worth it because they are watching you every step of the way. Every move. Even when you don't know. I remember one day, my nephew had to be about two, talking clear as day. I'm going to work with my uniform. He said, my auntie's a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor too. I never told this boy what I did. He just saw me going out with my white coat, my my scrubs on, watching every move. And then if I didn't have the scrubs on one day, wear your, wear your uniform too. Wear your uniform, watching every move. So we have to put these structures in place and have model behaviors that we want them to see. And that's that's the key part of Tasha's story that struck with me because she modeled what she wanted her kids to do. But she was con- she consciously did it. Right. She consciously made a decision that was could have been a financial burden on her right. in order to push her kids to the next level. That was straight blind faith. You know, although we would never let her fail because we don't play that in our family no. stick together. But the reality is she had to make that decision on her own. And in the event that somebody decided not to help her out or be there, she still made that decision. But maybe because of the structures and the support in place, she was able to have the access to reach the next level of her education and be that model. So we got to bind together. You understand right. what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like some of us grow up through these jungles and I feel like what lacks in some people's households and some people experience is the lack of support and the lack of structure. Now, if okay. you have someone who's lacking the support within your household and you have to then shift the role, sometimes children have to shift the role to be the parent. To be the parent, to be the support. They have the responsibility, but they're creating structure for themselves. They're smart enough to understand that without even having the tools and sometimes having a model, they still understand that they need survival to fittest kicks in. You know right. how it goes. Right. I'm saying it's something great about our people. It's the survival <laughs> of the fittest. Instinct. 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 You understand? But it's like they move on that instinct. They make it happen. But we were blessed enough. And, and, and to be there, I'm being very serious God has placed us in a position to allow us to have those structures that support and that value system that was instilled in us at a very young age. Right. Like, look at me. My, I'm driving to college with my dad. Mm-hmm. We're having like the best. Co- my dad is like military strict and it's a difference between adults and children. You know, he keeps that line <laughs> real hard. And it's like, I think he cemented that line in the sand. You know, so you can't cross it. So you know it. not to cross it's it. Bob wire down there. You cannot touch it. So he finally lift up the Bob wire, but the, you know, the cement is still there. It's, it's the, the gray cement is 
down the line. You know, you can't, I'm too short to look down there, jump over it. I don't know. But anyway, it's there and he's like, he's finally pu- pulling down the wall. The, the barbed wire is gone and he's allowing for us to engage in this conversation. And he's telling me like little short stories about what he used to do when I'm laughing. Cause my, mm-hmm. like, I must say everybody who knows my dad and I, I'm like the, the, the female version of him. Yes, you are. <laughs> it's yes, very sad. It's very sad, but <laughs> I am. And it's like my poor husband, but I am the female version of him. And it's just like, what he does, I couldn't do what my brothers and them did. Like, they do this. They get dressed like him. They do everything like him. All right, y'all look like little, like, I don't know, little baby bakers. I don't know. But it's anyway, all are like... <laughs> I know we have the same hands and toes. Unfortunately, I'm a woman in their bodies, but they are like little minions of him. But anyway, so <laughs> he and I, in terms of personality, are just alike. And... I'm like, we're driving to college and then the car gets very quiet because it's this long winding road that's about, I don't know, five miles, one lane type of road to go to to the university. You you went to school in the country. Just say it like that. You went to school in the country. Anyway, so (laughs) I go, we're driving and I'm just sitting quiet and I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, yo, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to figure out what to do for college? I'm like, I knew I was trying to go for nursing, but- with my what? Germ- what? With my germophobic tendencies. You? Nursing, get out of here. And some other razzle razzle that I got into a little <laughs> a little razzle I got into. I love the way Lisa said it on that that last episode that razzle dazzle. But anyway, the last razzle dazzle that I got into in school it kind of shifted my plans a little bit. But when I was doing my internship, I had access to an internship, so I could decide that I really wasn't going to do the nursing thing. <laughs> I gotta I, laugh at you. <laughs> maybe I inspired you to be in the nursing field. Come on. Okay, maybe. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I you probably didn't even know about it. I shifted my thought. I knew I had to go to school for something. I knew we didn't have and it was never my parents never said to me, like, oh, you don't have the money, you need to know what you're doing, blah 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 blah. But me being such a logical overthinker, crazy Aries lady. Shout. That's why I have a big head, you know, so all these thoughts could have somewhere to go. <laughs> Listen. Anyway, so I know I'm taking a long time, guys. Bear with me. So I'm going, I'm driving up to college and I'm just thinking, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, what do I have? What can I do? You know, how can I make money and make sure that when I get out of college, I can make money? Because a fear of mine was like, listen, college costs all this money. I have that to make sure. I have to make sure that I'm actually doing something that will render the funds, the financial support that I need once I exit this place. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want to go into business. Business was my thing. I love fashion. I love home decor. I love giving advice. I lo- like, I love that. I love the freedom in it. I love the flexibility, the, 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 the platform that allowed creativity. me to be creative. Yes. The creativity. You know how I am. Like, yeah. You know how I am. I'll take nothing and make it into something. That you will. Without a doubt. So I I really wanted to do that. It was in my mind to do it. And I just like, I can't do that. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do something else. I gotta do something else to be a steward of my community. I gotta be do something else to help out and make a difference. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 
all right, I guess I got to teach. I'm sure I'll get a job being a teacher. I know I'll get a job being a teacher. I'm sure of it. I don't, you know, I don't done my, re- I did my research. I figured it out. I knew that I can be a teacher and I knew the probability, you know, I'll get a job when I get out. Okay. It's a sad situation. It's a good situation. This is, the sad situation is me as being an 18 year old child reasoning in my head on my way to college with my dad, how can I get out so I can make sure I have this money so that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going back. It's never a going back right. situation for me. I knew right. that I had to do something to build a future for myself so that success was mine. And I also thought like, hey, I got to get into a career where there's a pipeline for me to grow and elevate. So I'm thinking logically like this, but in my heart, I really wanted to be a free spirit, do something with business, do something, you know, do something to help people and build a business to help people, make people feel good about themselves. I had to do something like that. Well, Jay, you're doing it now. It took some time, but you're doing it. And I know that I needed to do what I was doing and be in a career that I've been in for however many years I've been in the, the career that I've been in. I won't <laughs> specify. She old. Whatever. So <laughs> I I don't know. It's just like, I'm like, I know not all children have to have the thoughts that I had, but my right. dad modeled for me and, and, and still values in me that you need to, if you need to be a rescue for your family, you right. need to be on solid grounds. Right. And I didn't have to have those thoughts because somebody else was that rescue for me. Somebody else made those sacrifices. So I didn't have to think like that. But that's the goal. That That's always the goal. Mm-hmm. The goal is that when my niece, my nephews, whomever, I never want you guys to have to think about what I thought about. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the glory in it. That, I don't want you to have to think about what I thought about. I want you to be it. able to be free. I also want you to be smart about what you do because, you know, logic thinking is very important. But and work hard, be humble, understand you have to sacrifice in some way in order to surpass the status quo. Mediocrity is not a option thing for us. It's not an option. (laughs) It's not a thing for us. And understand the value of your experiences. Exactly. So go ahead. So I'm just, I'm proud that we made the decision to highlight and magnify the unsung heroes that live among us. There are a lot of them, right? Immediate family, immediate friends, teachers, people who mean something in your life. Or people who are not in your life, who've been through jungles, who can tell their story, give you some tools and tips to surpass some of the jungles that we face on a daily basis, right? Yep, and that's what Jungle Rose is about. Amen. Amen. Sprinkle some flowers on someone and tell them that they're dope as shit. You're dope as shit. <laughs> well, thank you. You heard? <laughs> you heard. <laughs> but honestly, that's what it's about. But we as a community have to pour into our community and we have to show our young queens that guess what? You look for the superheroes on Google, you're not going to find ones that always look like you. It's not going to be relatable. But if you look next door and you listen to that story, let me tell you the glory in that story is unreal. Unreal. It's unreal. The resilience, the bravery. Yes. 
we always saving shit at the end of the day. It's it's just unfortunate that we can't look for ourselves and see ourselves uh, when we Google heroes. What did you say the list looked like? Tell me what the list looked like. When... <laughs> just Google it. I want our audience to do do a research project and Google your favorite, everyone's favorite search engine. I want you to Google women heroes. Tell me what you find. Mm. Send us a message. Tell yeah. me what you find. I just want to know if the list is relatable. I, I, I just want to know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be I, I really like to know, but um, it's all good though, because we are here to highlight these women and make yes. them feel good about their jungles that they've overcome and to let you know, like, listen, you may not have utilized those skills the way society says you should have used them. Maybe you used them to raise your grandchild. Maybe you used them to work hard on a job mm-hmm. for someone else. And it may not have been the position that people think is a, a great position, I would say. But guess what? I bet you if given the access and the opportunity, you can utilize those to probably build great. something greater. Yes. Than what's already out there. Are transferable. And I want to say that if there was something that you wanted to do, you still can do it. I, I think it's still possible. Um, and whatever it looks like, those skills are transferable. You have those structures in place now. And if you don't work on getting those structures in place so that you can move forward and propel yourself to the next level. Exactly. And, and everybody's story is not the same. So we can't feel as if, You have to be on this step or this level in order to have a successful life because God puts people in people's life and they give us certain positions Mm -hmm. with intention, with strategy. He's a chess player, not checkers. Always. So appreciate the place that you are in life. Always make sure that you are supporting. You are highlighting things to let our young queens know that there are people who look just like you who've done who's who've done great things just like the the woman that we talked about today just like Tasha just like Tasha who probably doesn't even understand the magnitude story. of her story it's gonna it's a blessing it's a blessing it's, it's a, blessing. a blessing and we're so proud of her for sharing it's, it's hard, hard to share your story yes but you make sure that you support someone, provide some structures to someone, instill some values, model for someone, and push them. Push them. Help them through their jungles. Jungles are meant for us to bring our team with us, go through the jungle, and come out on the other end. Mm-hmm. And jungles aren't a bad thing. They are a way for us to learn and grow and become grander. Yes. So to our unsung heroes, we love you. We will continue to highlight you on this show. That's a promise. So, Jay, we've been asking people to send in jungle juice. And we've gotten responses. I'm not surprised because the people that we do know have a lot of stories to tell. I don't know who these are from, but we're hoping that you guys continue to send them in. Um, We're super excited. You got one for us? Got it. So this one is entitled, The Wife Should Know Everything. (laughs) 
The wife should know everything. And it reads as, wondering if all communication between husband and his baby mother should be shared. Does his wife have the right to know everything? Yes or no and why? Hmm. I'm sure you want to pass the ball to me since you feel like I'm the wife of the show. You are the wife of the show. But contrary to your belief, I'm not going to pass the ball. Ooh, <laughs> I'm first. Yes, I'm going to go first. And I'm going to say, for me, in my singleness, I'm mm-hmm. not single, I'm in a relationship, but I'm not married. Um, I would want, if I was a wife, I would want to know everything. And in any relationship, I want to know everything. Um, but in this particular one, if there's a baby mother involved, I think that the wife should definitely know everything. Just because I know some of the baby mothers I know are petty as hell. <laughs> and just from experience, they'll feel like they have a one-up on the situation if the wife doesn't know. And if they're even pettier and think that they're still involved with the the husband, oh, that shit is terrible. Um, I think, I don't know. For me, the way I was raised was... Uh, you have a blended family situation. Everyone's respectful. You know, my dad is the man in, involved in the situation. He was like, everyone's respectful. We come together for the greater good of the child. So I feel like ultimately adult situations somehow fizzle out the needs and the wants and the desires of the child. The child is the most important one. That's the one who's bringing everybody together. Yeah. So my thing is, what's going to do the least damage to the child? The child doesn't need to see conflict between the adults. That sends a bad message to the child. And if the child is older and smart, they'll which they most, <laughs> most of the time, they'll play on that. They'll so you it. have to be very uh, cognizant of the fact that the child is very intuit- intuitive. Mm-hmm. And they sometimes play on things like that. But it also can be very hurtful to the child when they see lots of conflict between the adults. Definitely. And I think if the wife isn't knowing all that's going on, it's kind of deceitful at the end of the day because you're being left in the dark and then when some shit pop off, how can you defend the situation or have some insight into the into the situation if you don't know what's going on? This is true. Like, So as I was saying, like my dad, my dad was able to maneuver it in a way where everyone was informed to some degree and everyone was able to... I don't know. It was just like we were just a family. And so what I did in my relationships and, and something I stood stood hard on, it was a hard thought for me. It was a hard feeling for me. And it was something that I move on. Even if your child's mother didn't like me, I still encouraged the person who I was with to still be respectful, to still show love, to still understand that that's a family, to still understand that you can't disrespect this person. That's Even if Shorty behavior. didn't like me. Right. That's model behavior. I know it's not the norm, but that's what I did. Even when the guys would say to me, like, yo, you know she don't like you, right, Jay? I don't care. It's not about me. It's about the child. You think I care if somebody likes me or not? I don't care. But the the point of the matter is it's not about us. We brought an innocent person into this world. You, her, whomever brought an innocent person in this world. So, therefore, it's our obligation. If I'm involved with you, it's our obligation to make sure that we preserve this per- this young lady or this young man's innocence yeah at the end of the day it is about the child but just like you just said in your example people sometimes don't like people so they gotta do petty shit 
Yeah, and it the, depends on how petty she get. And like, you don't don't spark my hood, fly. You know, don't spark my hood. Don't spark listen. my hood, please. Yes, I get that. As long as she, first of all, the man needs to be in, the man needs to stand up and make sure that the level of disrespect is minimal. Okay. Um, and he needs to make it make it known that this is my wife. We are one, and disrespect will not be tolerated. In this situation, and did we name this young lady? No, we haven't named her yet. All right, so Denise. Denise. So for Denise, I would say, I'm glad that you wrote in and you're, I don't know if your stance is this, but it seems like you want to be involved and you want all the information and the insight. I could be wrong. That's what I got from it. I mean, (laughs) I I could be wrong. We could be wrong. But I, I think marriage is a compromise, and I'm speaking from a woman who has compromise to no ends in this first year of marriage it hasn't even been one year but my god the compromise is is, it's real it's important though it's very important but I think you have to take your stance and what you want out of being involved involved with the bm the baby mother or what type of relationship you guys want to have whether it's not whether or not it's you communicating directly with her or through your husband but you have to know what you want out of it. I don't know. I think that you can't control the baby. You can't control. You can't control the baby mother. You can't. That's that's something that's, that you can't control. No. But the compromise comes between you and your husband. So if you feel like you need to know everything that's going on in a relationship, that's fine. That's your stance. Some people feel like they want to know. Some people feel like they don't have to know. Right. I trust that my husband's going to handle everything. And I know he's going to always protect us. So I don't need to know everything. And some people are like, listen, I really want to know. I feel left out. This young lady is super petty, and I just don't want her to feel as if she knows something that I don't know. So, therefore, it's for you and your husband to come together and make the decision as to what can we live with, what's going to have the least damaging effects on our marriage, because that's what what it's about at the end of the day. And the child. As well as the child. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and both of those things can seemingly be the same level of importance. So... You have to figure, you two have to figure that out. And it's a, it's a conversation. Uh, are we tolerating people disrespecting us? No. And if someone's trying to consciously do something to, to disrupt your marriage, that's a problem. That's disrespect. That's that is, a problem. That's disrespect. And, and it won't be tolerated. <laughs> Denise, we won't let you tolerate no, that. No, <laughs> we're not doing that. That's a no-no. That's a no, dog. We're not, we're not doing that. But I think it is a conversation between you and your husband, because if it continues on this pattern, you know, sometimes women have a tendency to overcompromise. And I, and I, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that sometimes we are the ones, as I always say, who wear, you know, we wear everything on our back. We do everything and we're trying to make everybody happy and we're trying to work hard to keep the family together. There is a breaking point. So let's not overly compromise Denise to the point where you're hurting yourself. Because we're firm believers and God comes first, ourself, and then we have to take care of everyone else. You being married, your husband will be next up in line because he has to be, you know, the most important. But you have to make sure that you are not compromising towards hurting yourself. You got to take care of yourself because you will build up resentment and then boom, they'll be calling you the wild, the wild wife. Yes. Crazy, ghetto, this, that, the stereotypes (laughs) will kick in. But you've been holding it down for so long, the release is real. So that's not overly compromised to the point where you are compromising on 
who you are as an individual, as a person. You got to take care of yourself, woman. That's why we have the high blood pressure. That's why we have all these things, these health issues, because we're overly stressed and we're holding things in. So, yeah. And Denise, I think your uh, question brings insight to those of us who are not currently married, but are dating someone with a baby or who have um, a baby mother. And so it gives us the insight to start thinking about the things that we want in the relationship or how we want to communicate moving Mm -hmm. forward um, in those situations. So thank you for bringing that insight. Ladies who are dating someone with a baby mother, set the standards, set the pace before you... Before you even get married. Don't don't, don't, get married. Listen, before you even get married, but... Denise, uh, this was this was this is deep. It, we cannot probably go deeper with this, but it's very important. Like I said, pray about it. We don't have all the answers. We no. don't know, but it's definitely going to be a conversation between you and your husband. But don't let the baby mother think that she got a one up, cause that's never good. Okay, and don't let her get hurt. And maybe you. the baby's mother. It, it might be a, a she may not even be cordial, aggressive she, yeah, it, it might be, be a cordial, cordial situation. situation not you know every I'm extra. some baby mothers <laughs> if i was a baby mother i probably would be cool and wanting the family to be together because that's how i was raised it's not the norm i know it's but it, it's, it's contingent upon all parties but at the end of the day uh we always encourage women to pray pray to god ask him for guidance ask him to guide you and also to take care of yourself. You have to, self-care is very important. Right. You have to do things. You can't be good to anybody else unless you're being good to yourself. That's the only way that you can issue out that that positive energy. Those good vibes. Yes, 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 yes. So take care of yourself. Have that conversation. Have that conversation. See what his perception his perception is and why he felt like he needs to do that or whatever the case is. And then you guys need to come to a compromise. What's the be- What's going to do the least damage to our marriage? What's going to do the least damage to the children? Even if their children are older or, or three months or what have you, the impact is real and it is long lasting. Sometimes it lasts forever. That's true. So thank you, Denise. We love you. And thank you for submitting your story. Um, we hope that this is helpful to you. And, and anyone and else and listening, yeah, yeah, and others because I think we've all had some sort of experiences Ooh. with exes or <laughs> children, children, the mothers of the children, <laughs> baby mama. I hate to say that, but yeah, it is, what it is baby mama drama. No, we hope it's not any baby mama drama, but come on, women, stick together, man. We yes. have to stop going against one another. That's not cool. It, it really affects the parent, and actually, all it also does something to us. Yeah. We may not recognize it in the beginning, but it does some damage to us as well. Yes. Do good, be good, be kind. Be kind. But take a stand when you need to. Exactly. So that concludes our episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, five stars only. But give us that good feedback. We are so honored that you rocked out with Jay Simone and Marley. Follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. But don't forget to drop that jungle juice. We want to hear all the juicy details. All, all of it. All of it. Don't leave anything out. Be sure to live life intentionally. We love you guys and stay tuned. Yes, we love you. We thank you.